Here we go, my friends, coming straight at you, podcast number 167. First, let me apologize for not posting a podcast last week. Life just simply got in the way. That one got beyond me. There's a lot going on in the world. And I will make it up with another podcast this week, so check back in for the uh, replacement podcast. I like to keep up to date. If I miss one, I make it up. I try not to skip. And sometimes, sometimes I've been known to actually give you a little bit more. And you know what I'd like to do is catch up a little bit from a prior, prior podcast about going to see the guys that make my artificial arm, the people that make my limbs, basically, the prosthetists, or as I like to refer to them, prosthesists. And I give a great podcast about what it's like going there, the smell, my early memories, having to drive to the Shriners from South Bend, Indiana, and the whatnot. I've been going a few times, and... uh you know, at first they still want me to buy a new arm, and after insurance, my my portion is probably around $2,200. And if I had $2,200 right now, I would either be, well, I can't fly to another country right now, probably not wise, but I would buy a plane ticket to China or Indonesia or Nepal or Tibet. Any one of those would be great. My other option would be to buy a new bicycle. Yes, indeed, I'd love to drop some big money on a new bike, which I already have, so that's a funny thing to say. Or I would just invest money into my 1987 Camaro engine rebuild. Needless to say, after he asked me again about getting a new arm, I just basically said, you know, I don't really need one just for bicycling, and I would rather put my money in a different direction. Um... So recently, probably five or eight days ago, I think it was last Wednesday, yeah, so it was about six days ago, I had another appointment. And this one, they had uh, they had this little piece of technology from this company called uh, TRS, I believe. And it's started by a guy who uh, is, is very similar to me. He does not have two hands. And he built a lot of basically prosthetic uh, plugins. <laughs> I don't know why that that word came to mind, but replace uh, change out parts. You know, so I have a I have a traditional hook called a terminal device, but you know he this guy can he's got one he designed for bicycling. He's got one he's designed for mountain biking. A little more uh, in depth. Got one for shooting pool. Uh, it's got one for rock climbing, playing hockey, just all these just neat little technological creations of his to help him do the things he wants to do. Now, I got to tell you, when I first moved to Boise, Idaho, I actually came across this guy um, and he's still doing it. It's amazing. His company's still out there. They're still making stuff. And they had a pretty interesting piece of technology it just screws into the end of my arm so I unscrew my hook and it screws right into my prosthetic arm and uh, it kind of clips on to the bicycle handlebar um, it's not a it's not like I'm locking in or anything I mean I would prefer to lock in 
because I can release from where my arm goes into my prosthetic arm or into the socket. But um, I I would like it to lock down because it seems like it seems like under high torque it would come off. Now that's kind of what he wants, but that's not really what I want. And maybe most people who wear prosthetic arms wear the straps or they have them strapped to their bodies so they need to break free from where the artificial arm connects to the bicycle, but that's not really my thing or my thing, either or. I would rather it just be really secure to the bicycle. But I did get to take a test run on this thing, and there's an image in my featured images. If you go to my website, onehandspeaks.com, uh, you can check it out. I, I like to say that I'm, I'm right now the podcast is titled A New Hand and A New Bicycle. Yes, uh, one of my dream bicycles is getting put together. I, I'm still riding the bicycle that I got in 1989 when I left Indiana to move to Seattle. And it's the bicycle that I rode across the country. I did 10 solid years as a bicycle commuter on it. I've just, for whatever reason, do not or cannot or will not let it go. The bike is very dear to me, but I've been looking to upgrade. Things have definitely changed a lot since I have been bicycling full time. But I want to get back on my bicycle, which is what inspired me to look into getting a new arm and some retro upgrades and things of that nature. Um, And I, I honestly, I was a little reluctant with what this piece looked like. And he said he would uh, get it uh, a testing model to come in, and I can try it out. And uh, you know what? It, it actually, despite my resistance, it is actually fairly well designed. There's some quirks about it I don't like. It's really designed to use a hand grip on a bicycle, you know, so i got to have the hand grip on that end. And... Uh, It hangs on pretty tightly, but I have not experimented with extreme torque in certain directions. But I'll tell you, it's got a little uh, bendable wrist on there, which is like, that sold me. Just because what it takes for me to bend my elbows and relax, I could never really do it that well with the setup that I have. So that was like a money winner right there. That was a show me the money. That was the big, I that that was the big thing. I was like, you know what? This actually feels pretty good. It rides pretty good. I still don't know about the torque, yo. But, um, I'm gonna. I you know, I kind of thought, you know what? I might go with this. It all depends on how much it costs. So, of course, we get back there and uh, we get back there and uh, my my guy, the, the guy that I'm working with, the prosthetist. His name is Mark. He's like, well, what do you think? And I said, I love it, you know, and and uh, he thought, well, maybe it'd probably be cheaper if you just bought it out rightly, depending on what your insurance is. And come to find out that they do run about eight hundred and fifty bucks. Whoa, that's more than I paid for a vintage titanium bicycle frame, you know, and I wasn't really looking to spend that kind of money, but I really liked it. And he said, well, let's run some numbers. Let's run some numbers and see what uh, what it could cost with your insurance. And it came out to be about 180 bucks uh, after my insurance covered a fair amount of it. That was my out-of-pocket. So I thought, you know what, that's, that's easy money for what I'm going to get. So I'll tell you what, I am very, 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 one more time, very excited to get that 
ordered, which I did, and get it shipped and get it working. Get it working because I am right now putting together uh, a 1990s Merlin titanium frame refresh or what's called a, a, a 90s build. I got a 90s bike. I, I came up in the mountain bike world in the 90s, so I thought, you know what? Uh, it's the frame that I've always wanted, and they're very inexpensive right now. Well, I mean, a titanium frame, good titanium frame right now, you bought new from a custom builder or even just a, a regular builders, about 1500 2000 if not more. But you, I can get them online for 400 bucks sometimes, 600 bucks, 350 I saw a really nice one go. Light speed, uh, retro frame, 245 bucks. So if you pay attention on eBay, you can get some pretty good deals. So I'm getting ready to put this thing together. I've been buying parts over the last year, and it's going to be basically a single speed or a five speed. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get it together, and part of the expense is just buying this new hand for my new bicycle. It's actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. So uh, I'm looking forward to get that together and see how that's going to unfold because I really want to spend more time bicycling. It's uh, so much a part of my life if you've been listening to my podcasts and I can't wait to spend more time on two wheels, just cruising around, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bike heavy right now. I've been buying a lot of frames and uh, selling stuff. And it's something that I do. You know, I've always wanted Hamilton antique Hamilton map cabinets. They're hard to get and they're expensive. But finally, my uh, the Bureau of Reclamation, the building I've been working at for 20 years, put some for sale on GSA and I was able to buy them. However, I had to buy 14 of them at a cost of 3,200 bucks. But I did sell nine of them for 3,400 bucks and I got five at no cost minus the time. And I did the same thing with my uh, 1960s vintage Leslie rotating speakers. I got two of them. One time I had five, five or six in my, at the dojo, um, I just buy them and then sell them and invest money and move them around and that kind of thing. So right now it's titanium frames. Well, I also got some really cool Ibis, old school Ibis, mid-90s steel frames because steel is real. And I have been spending more time on the bicycle, so it's going to be really, really special. I can't wait to get this. I can't wait to do some other retro grades, uh, retro upgrades, retro fixes on the arm that I have and uh, get it rolling. So there you go, my friends. That's the podcast for this week. Again, I apologize for not coming out with one next week, but I'll get another one together here pretty soon. Uh, and it might just revolve around music in one hand. You know, I do play a didgeridoo. I've, I have I rock a crackle box. Uh, I play the theremin. Holy smokes, that podcast. A few podcasts ago about the theremin, and uh, I do have an accordion. And I do some really funky, funky sounds. I create sound sculptures. And it's been a while. It's been a while. But I did go see a singing teacher last night because I want to learn to be a better singer, which is going to help my theremin playing. And I, I want to be a one-handed theremin player. And it actually, you know, it brought up an old memory. Um, and this is, I, I'm basically leading into my next podcast. I'll give you a little teaser here. Uh, when I was very young, my parents gave me a trumpet. Uh, 
However, I really wanted to play the saxophone. Uh, but that didn't really work out. And then, you know, I, I, I regret, I regret not learning to play the trumpet. A very nice instrument. It'd be so cool if I could rock it right now. I'm down with brass. Um, but when I was in college, I kind of, one day, I, you know, I, I had an epiphany. I had a moment of just uh, utter one-handed creativity. And I, I, I thought about, I imagined how a one-handed person could play the saxophone with the same potential as someone with two hands. And then I realized, in theory, how it could be possible and I actually, I'll have to dig it up. I got a 20-page write-up on it, and I actually had an illustrator draw it up. I have all the technology out there, and I do believe that if I built this thing, I could learn to play the saxophone with the same potential and control as somebody with two hands. But I don't have that kind of cash right now. When I actually moved to Idaho, I thought about, I tried to get some backers to help me do it. And I came pretty close. But that's one of those ideas I just got to put on the shelf. You know, this is not something that's necessarily going to make a lot of money. This is the kind of thing that could just help people. And uh, I, I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it because I've been playing the theremin more and more. And the theremin, wow, is such a beautiful instrument. But, uh, you know, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm just going to talk about one hand and music and this saxophone thing and the theremin and all that crackle box and the whatnot. So... Okay, my friends, thanks for tuning in. Uh, just check back in in about three days. I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you what I owed you. What I owe you is another. I'm one podcast behind. So we'll get that one rolling. Everything's still spiking in our pandemic world. Intentions are high. Black lives matter. There is a lot of unrest and fear and well, just unrest and fear and instability, my friends. So be strong, be smart, stay safe, wear a mask, stay at home, invest time into yourself. Now is the time to invest in yourself. I've always wanted to spend more time at home because I'm always out traveling, teaching Aikido and Dharma and traveling around the world, professional speaking, running, all of this and I've always wanted to just spend more time at home and this is it I'm digging deep into myself I'm investing into myself I'm getting caught up on a number of projects getting caught up on my websites you know I, I just pulled all 15 years of data computer data images everything onto one drive and just organizing it and just getting after it so my friends do it don't go out go in be an astronaut of inner space. Dig deeper into yourself in this time. This is it. If you can't do it now, it's going to be hard to do later. And with that, my friends, I'm checking out, coming at you one time here, Alejandro Anastasio, or as my friends like to call me now, the Modro. Got my Modro inflow. How about Dropocalypse? I like that one. And also uh, <laughs> Dromageddon. The abominable Droman. I'll tell you what, work has been rocking it. So with that, my friends, be well, stay safe. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. 
Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.